Good evening. Today is Wednesday, December 21st, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is Into Action, and we are on step 11. And our speaker tonight is Allison L. Thank you so much, Allison. Hi, thank you. I'm uh, Allison L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in South Carolina. Um, this is the first time I've been to this meeting and it's delightful. I'm so um, grateful that I was guided to, to be here tonight with all of you. Um, I will qualify a little bit since I haven't been here before. I've been in Overeaters Anonymous for nine years and I've been living in a state of recovery for the past six years, meaning I am still a compulsive overeater, but I don't suffer anymore from compulsive overeating so long as I um, continue to follow the guidelines set out in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which I've done every day for the past six years, which is truly a miracle because um, before Overeaters Anonymous, before the steps, I could not go one day with um, not compulsively overeating towards the um, depths of my illness. I do have some photos that I'll share um, that show kind of my progression and my journey. Um, I've been 70 to 80 pounds heavier than I am now. Um, I've also been um, only 20 to 30 pounds heavier than I am now, but exercising bulimically. I've been actual bulimic. Um, I've had tons of dental work, um, which is one of the physical repercussions of my illness. Um, let me show the pictures because they tell a story in of themselves. So this is, um, this is me in 2011. This is two years before I came to, uh, Overeaters Anonymous. And I mean, this picture shows the weight but it also shows my my face. I'm like, really don't take a picture of me. It's one of the very few pictures I have of being um, overweight because I didn't want my picture taken. Um, my eyes, I'm so tired. I was always tired. I didn't have energy for living or life. And I loved people fiercely, um, but I couldn't behave like I loved them fiercely. Um, on the counter here, I love that you can see my notepad because that's where I would write down what I was gonna eat for the day and buy breakfast, I had already not followed what I was trying to do for the day because I couldn't. I just simply on my own, uh, the food would call to me and I would go and I could not stop myself. Um, more of the same, just my eyes, my tiredness, um, which can be related to the baby I'm holding, but mainly it was my compulsive overeating, my um, lack of discipline, my inability to live the kind of life that I wanted to live, which is exhausting to know there's a better life, to know how I wanted to eat, how I wanted to behave and not be able to do any of it. Um, and to be behaving in ways that, um, that I, I absolutely abhorred in myself. Um, yet I couldn't do anything about it. Um, again, just, I see so much sadness when I see these pictures in this photo, I look like my eyes are like, please, somebody help me. And then um, some more current photos, 
So this was in recovery. Obviously, this was three or four years ago now. Um, oh, put me back to the beginning. And now some of my pictures disappeared, but this one shows my face, you know, and you can see that now too. So just completely different. Um, and it's by following the steps as outlined in the big book. Stop screen sharing. There we go. Thank you. Okay. So that's kind of what it was like. And then what happened was I came to Overeaters Anonymous and I was, um, I was instructed to, to do my focus on step 11, which I love step 11. Um, and I love how specific the instructions are in, um, in the big book for step 11, because it's not just like, Hey, pray and meditate. It's like, no, we have some definite suggestions for you on exactly what that means and exactly how you can, um, seek to deepen that conscious contact with your higher power. And as I was um, just thinking, I didn't have much time to prepare, but as I was thinking about, you know, what this step means and what it says, you know, um, I was thinking, you know, conscious contact, that's my ability to be aware that there's a higher power helping me at all times, that I'm not alone. Um, it's not necessarily a feeling. It's not necessarily a response even from that power that is um, discernible by me. It just means that I'm aware and I'm asking, I'm seeking for that higher power to be guiding me. And, um, and then somehow it does. And I don't know that magic part of it. I just know that it's been working for six years. And um, I do exactly what it says in the big book. You know, at night, I do the nightly review that's suggested. I ask myself those questions. I ask God to um, help me with those questions so that if I've missed anything throughout the day, I don't have to go to bed with the resentment or a fear um, that I might've missed doing a 10th step on or a spot check inventory on throughout the day. So I can be clear and I can be free. Um, uh, on awakening, I say my third step prayer, my seventh step prayer. And I say what it, um, I do what it says here. I, I ask God to direct my thinking for the 24 hours ahead. I let my thinking be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, um, self-seeking motives. And, and then I, I sit in quiet and see if there's a response to that. I have really found that the more I keep thinking about something, the less space there is for my higher power to do anything with it because I'm still I'm, like, I've got my fingers in it. I'm still messing around with it. If I'm just replaying it, replaying it. So meditation for me is trying not <laughs> to think so much um, and to trust that my higher power is handling whatever it is that I'm, I'm putting in their hands. And sometimes I don't even know what that is. I just know that it's, um, something that I can't handle on my own or something is bothering me or um, just life in general. So some specific examples of, of how step 11 specifically has really helped me in my recovery to get through so many challenges that, you know, are just part of life. They happen, they, they, they come up. Um, and I will say that, um, day to day, the prayer, the meditation, it doesn't feel like much is happening to me. 
And um, again, it's not always a feeling, but I like a feeling. I like to feel like, oh, I got a response. Oh, you know, it feels, I feel so peaceful. It's working. But the thing is, it's working no matter how I feel about it. Even if it was like, well, I did my meditation. I tried to be quiet. You know, um, I I asked God for help throughout the day. Um, Doesn't really feel very good, but I still did it. And that day-to-day discipline, letting God discipline me in that simple way, where that's my conscious thought is there's a higher power helping me. I'm not on my own. Higher power help me. Just those simple thoughts throughout the day continuously, it begins to um, transform the way that I think. I don't go into immediate let me take care of this. You know, I don't go into, you know, let me solve this. Let me fix this. I, I learn that pause and it takes just intentionality and training um, myself to follow the instructions in, in the book uh, little by little day by day. And then, you know, it's in the small daily things that I may not feel much help with from my higher power, but it's in those um, moments that when something bigger does come up, and something that I really need guidance on, then I remember to go to my higher power for help because I've been practicing it day by day, little by little. Um, and so some big things have happened in, in my life. We um, found out my uh, my kids needed a special help with a school. They weren't getting what they needed in a public school and we were living in Ohio at the time. And I kept having these strange thoughts like we should move. and we, there was, it was just out of nowhere. And so, you know, I did what we do. I took those thoughts to a trusted fellow and said, am I seeking some kind of geographical cure here? Where are these coming from? And, and that fellow was able to say, I believe that this is your, your higher power guiding you. I believe this is an intuitive thought coming to you. And that gave me, you know, kind of the confidence I needed to ask further, to trust further that intuitive thought. And, you know, I followed that and through more prayer and more discussion um, and more trusting, um, we did end up moving and, and finding a school in South Carolina for my kids. Um, and they're doing great here. We've been here for about 18 months. And, you know, all along the way, it was it was bumpy. Um, it was my my conscious contact with God that got me through so much of it. It was, you know, putting our house up for sale um, and saying we were moving when we didn't have a place to live, we didn't know anyone and my husband didn't have a job, but it was like, but I know my higher powers guiding this. And, um, and it was trusting along the way and saying the prayer, you know, God, please just bless it or block it. Let it be this, let it be something better. And then trusting that it would be because it wasn't always smooth. It wasn't like we found a house and then it was perfect. And then, you know, everything worked out smoothly. No, we found a house. We thought it was the right house. We were planning to move. And when I was driving down here, we got a call that the house fell through. And so it was like, okay, it's this or something better. 10 minutes, Allison. Thank you so much. I'm going to hold out for that something better and trust that the something better will come. So that's like a a big life uh, example of, of how, step 11 and conscious contact, you know, guides me through where I don't need ease and comfort from food. I can go to my higher power for ease and comfort. And it's not the immediate um, numbing that food used to give me, but I'm not meant to live in numb anymore. I'm meant to feel 
the, the highs and lows and the emotions of, of life. And I can do that. Um, and I can, um, can live <laughs> like a human is supposed to live with the full range of human emotions. And that was news to me. I didn't realize um, that that was what life was. Um, I was always trying to keep it status quo and peaceful. And I still love that, um, but that's not, that's not really living. Um, so the day-to-day stuff um, where my conscious contact, where my prayer, my meditation, um, I do notice it helping is, you know, I mean, just even today being in the van with my kids and they're bickering and, you know, I would notice myself wanting to control and manage their conversations and their behaviors so that I can be peaceful and I could pause and remember that I'm not running this show, even though they're my kids, uh, there's a fine line between guiding them (laughs) and controlling them. And I um, trust my higher power to guide me in that. (laughs) And so I could pause and I could ask God, please, please direct my thinking. Give me a pause give me a breath. And I would take that breath. And then I would focus on, you know, being present in the moment, instead of thinking about the fight that might be coming that I was going to have to deal with, because that's it. It's about the fear that would, you know, what was coming that I was going to have to deal with that I was going to have to manage what's, you know, the worst case scenario is there lingering. But when I come back to the present, you know, God is here now, um, within me, all around me. Um, and that brings me a sense of peace in the moment. Um, I can feel my my breath. I can feel be in my body and feel my body where it's sitting and know that all is well. There's nothing for me to do in this moment. Um, to just be um, is like the hardest work I do. <laughs> Honestly, to just be in any given moment is hard work for me, um, which sounds silly, but it's so much easier for me to do a task, to make a list to, you know, um, be busy, to be thinking about something. Um, so to, to just stop that, to be where I am, um, that to me is bringing me back to that conscious contact with what is here with me in this moment. And then asking that higher power for guidance. What's the next right thing? Is there, you know, and when there's no answer, that's a challenge too. When I feel like I'm not getting an answer from my higher power, what's the next right thing? And it's crickets maybe there's nothing to do. And then I don't like that answer, but it's the answer that comes sometimes. Uh, So I sit back and, you know, uh, relax and um, do the best I can to um, just be present with what is around me, who is around me, rather than distracting myself with something. Um, On the bottom of page 87, uh, the directions, the last paragraph, Uh, As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful, ask for the right thought or action, constantly reminding ourselves we're no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. That's what I was just describing. And that's what I do. That's what I put into action. Um, And on the top of page 87, uh, it's not probable we're going to be inspired at all times, you know, so sometimes I'm not getting any inspiration. Uh, We might pay for this presumption with absurd actions and ideas. Uh, I mean, that definitely happens. There are times when I'm like, I'm pretty sure that my higher power is telling me to, you know, go and talk to that person and and maybe, but maybe not. (laughs) Sometimes I have to accept that uh, I'm not 
going to know. Um, I have written in here that it's okay to make mistakes and that I'm not in charge of outcomes. Um, I believe that my higher power cares about my intentions, about my heart, and not about getting it right. I have to be very clear with myself on that, that it's not a, you know, um, do it right kind of step 11 for me. Um, the way to do it wrong is to not do it at all, to just give up. Um, so if I can just have a thought about God and let that be enough, if I can be quiet for a few minutes and let that be my, a meditation, if I can focus on my breath and ask God to be with me in that moment, that's enough. Um, Five minutes. Thank you. There's no choosing right or wrong for me. Otherwise, um, I get caught in that perfectionistic loop and my hair power doesn't work that way. That's my myself, my ego, definitely. So, um, I'm going to read something. It's not from the big book, but it's OA literature. It's the for, di for today. Is that, is that allowed to read from something else? Okay. Um, so it's January 22nd in this uh, for today. Nowhere can a man find a quieter or more untroubled retreat than in his own soul. And that's a quote by Marcus Aurelius. Am I too caught up in external priorities, achievements, and acquisitions that have nothing to do with my spiritual well-being? A good antidote is to take time each day to free my mind of such concerns. Let my thoughts wander, perhaps into thankfulness for my new life, into awareness of myself as a being created by God, and exploration of ways I can be useful to another person. My innermost being is a retreat where I can reach out to my higher power, renew my spirit, and nourish my life. For today, I need no formal knowledge to pray and meditate, just a conscious effort to open myself to whatever comes. Uh, I thought that really summed up what I was trying to say with my examples uh, of how I use uh, step 11 in my life. And um, yeah, and there was another thought, but it left, so it must not be meant to be said. So I'm going to pass. I want to leave some time for um, shares and whatnot. So thank you all so much. I pass. Oh, thank you so much, Allison, uh, for sharing your experience, strength, and hope on step 11. And thank you. And now we're going to open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. And if you joined us after we began, we are reading, um, we are studying step 11 this week from the big book. Uh, into action. Okay. And we ask that you accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or if you're on your phone, press star nine. And the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. And with the time, would Angela please set the timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up. And if Allison is asked a question, please allow three minutes for her to answer. And it looks like the, um, Elizabeth's handling this part, correct? Okay. Or do I call? I'm sorry, I'll call Kelly G. Okay. 
Hi, everyone. This is Kelly G, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Florida. So grateful to be here tonight. You know, I feel so unique that I'm on my computer all day for work. So then the thought of going on a meeting is honestly the last thing I feel like doing, but it is exactly what I need. Um, Allison, thank you so much. I've never, I haven't seen you before, but your share was, was beautiful. And it was exactly what I needed to hear. I, I am not accepting life on life's terms right now. It will almost be two years since my ex and I broke up and I love him to death. And, um, today on the phone, he lives in Seattle and, um, today on the phone, you know, he pretty much said that he doesn't want to be together anymore. I mean, not together. Sorry, we broke up, but he doesn't ever want to see me again. It, it would just be too difficult. And so the acceptance piece and, um, you know, I'm sad, I'm sad and I don't know what to do with this. And I, and I called my mom immediately and I'm crying. And then I call a fellow and I'm upset and like, nobody's like saying what I need to hear. Like nobody's curbing this. And I just have to feel it. And I'm sad and I'm terrified of being alone. I'm terrified of not finding my person. Um, I'm not trusting God because if, if he's not in my life, he's not the right one for me. But I just, I can't accept it. And um, there's so much freedom in surrendering everything over to God. And, you know, it, it's just... I love that my instinct is to just get on a meeting. Um, my instinct is to pick up the phone. You know, I, I don't have a desire to hurt myself with food anymore. I'm hurting myself right now with the self-talk, um, which I would choose over food any day. But obviously that's also a gateway to hurting myself further. And so I don't want to do that. Um, you know, so I'm just trying to surrender so much. The 11th step and looking at my day, it's like, well, I didn't have a great day. I missed a call from my sponsee and um, I can't call her back because she's in treatment. So it's like a landline. And so I don't feel good about that. And um, work's been like changed, like just life, right? Like just life and life on life's terms. And I'm just feeling a lot of feels today. Um, but food is not calling me, you know, I'm just sad. So thanks for letting me share. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Kelly. Um, would anybody else like to share or ask a question of our speaker? Uh, Ian. Hi, I'm Ian, Compulsible Reader. <laughs> Very grateful to be here. Um, Allison, thank you for your share. That was lovely. Um, something you mentioned in the beginning that really that really struck me is, is this idea about how there's like there's very specific direction about how this works because like when i heard prayer and meditation at first i didn't really know what that meant you know it seems like you're gonna sit alone and go mm. <laughs> like how is that going to be helpful but it actually says like it, it it details it right it's like we're gonna consider our plans for the day and 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 ask God to direct our thinking and then, you know, and it just lists it out. And I think, um, of course, there's lots of different ways to pray and meditate. And I think, you know, like listening to music and stretching and going for a quiet drive. I mean, like, those are all great, but I think like in those moments where I'm 
really angry or really frustrated and I, I just feel like lost, going back to like, I think it's what, page what, 80, 86. It's like going back to that and realizing, okay, I don't, I don't have to think about this. I don't have to be creative about this. There's no, there's no pressure that needs to be applied. Like there's a very simple direction that I can take. And a lot of times like, that's all that I need. It's just like a little, just, just like a, a, a plan, <laughs> you know, that, that I did not come up with. Um, and I just, I just love that, that you reminded me of that. Um, so that's about all I've got. Thank you all so much. I love you and I will pass. Thanks, Ian. Wendy F is up next. Go ahead, Wendy. Hi, I'm Wendy, compulsive overeater. Um, thank you for your share, Allison. Um, I read the preamble tonight, and you know, sometimes when you read it versus just listen to it, you you see it a lot more. And when I was reading it, what I saw was that it it said a few different times in there that it becomes a habit to rely on your higher power. And I feel like that's kind of what you were saying too, that you know, we we strengthen this muscle that we turn to our higher power instead of our will. You know, we look up instead of, you know, look inward or, you know, look outward. Um, and I think that's the message I needed to hear tonight is that it's it's a muscle. And um, and I, I do feel that. I feel that changing in me that my instinct isn't to pick up food to soothe me anymore. My instinct is different now. I mean, sometimes it's to call someone. Sometimes it's it's not always directly just to go to my higher power, although I know that's the the ultimate, but um, yeah, it, it just kind of comes down to, it's a habit of relying on something bigger than myself. And that, that leads to a, joy, a life of, of serenity. Um, and the other thing that, that I enjoyed hearing too, was just what you read in the big book about, um, you know, we just need to get quiet and, and it, it doesn't need to be a certain way. It, it doesn't need to be, it just, we just need to get quiet and we just need to ask, be willing. And I needed to hear that too. So thank you for your share. That was just really focused on leaning on a higher power. Um, I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Wendy. Kira B. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Kirma, recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic. Um, thank you, everyone, so much for your shares. And um, Allison, I really resonated with your share. Um, I And I was writing notes, and I was trying to just review them. And um, I heard a lot of grace in the relationship that you have with your higher power. And it's something that I, I, I believe I have, and I'm, I'm trying to work to see where am I not showing up with grace or compassion and, and just, I guess that's a, a source of something to align with. Um, and I say that because in, in areas of meditation or prayer, when I, when I go into them thinking 
this needs like thinking the out the right outcome will look like this or the message will be delivered in this manner i i miss out on a lot of the the messaging that <clears throat> the universe wants me to receive and the silence that i get a lot of the time rather than this big you know holy <laughs> message the silence that i get is often what i need to hear and the there's just like not i don't believe in coincidences today and i was just thinking listening to shares and listening to just reopening the book and um a few weeks ago i got some news that really hurt and it was on uh, it was on thanksgiving and i could only call so many people people were busy tied up and i couldn't like walk around a target and like you know distract myself even that way like i had to sit there in in hurt and in sadness and in heartbreak and these feelings and it was like i could almost see right away i was like this was how i was meant to you know be delivered this news in this very way and i guess i just say this because the 11th step is working all of the time in my life and i'm trying to work it all the time as well and i'm thankful for the summer and the year i've had which has not been well not one that i would have wished on myself or another person but now i'm glad I'm so glad for it because I hope, you know, I don't need to wish, I just need to pray. Um, but because I had the 11th step in my life, there was structure, whether I wanted to show up for it or not, whether I wanted to connect with God throughout the day or not, I, I was. Um, and I, I'm jumping thoughts all over the place, but I just like, again, this message for me of it's going to be okay. And it is right now, like, that faith, that trust, that reliance, I'm very grateful. Um, and I've gotten to see that kind of just in the past couple of weeks I've been having, but that's a story for an outreach call if anyone wants to um, chat. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much, Kira. And we have a little pause here. So I'm gonna go ahead and say, why don't we go ahead and stop the recording now uh, for unrecorded questions or shares.